Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches vacation.com. Take used cars up 35%, rent up 20, electric bills 25. Most Americans suffer, while a few buy $230 perfume bottles for babies. When the have not suffer, it doesn't end well. Hostage handover. How does the exchange really work? Why can't drones and satellites track the terrorists to find other hostages, like the Americans? and why none of the Americans were released today. Hunter the fighter. Hunter Biden has agreed to testify before the Republican-led House Oversight Committee. With something of a catch, only if he can testify in public. Hunter Biden says he'll testify in Congress, but only on his terms. The bold new strategy and the risks for his father. Nikki rising. And then I go head to head with Trump in my home state of South Carolina, and we take it. Big donors flock to Nikki Haley ahead of next week's debate. Can their millions derail the Trump train? And oh, Christmas tree, why are you so expensive this year? Will the inflation Grinch steal Christmas again? He's crept to the chimney and stuffed the tree up. Welcome to the Ferris Show on television. First tonight, the fundamental unfairness of the American economy right now. We have seen this play before, France in the late 1700s, Russia in the early 1900s. We've said before that it never ends well for the rich. It also doesn't end well for the middle class. It is the working class right now tonight that we need to focus on. Bloomberg told the truth about the roughly 20% increase in the cost of living since the pandemic began. Used cars up 35%, rent up 20%, the electric bill up 25%, the cost to own your pet and take care of your pet up 17%. You already know that this was the most expensive Thanksgiving dinner ever. Those are the numbers. They don't lie. They aren't subject to interpretation, qualification, or explanation. Yesterday, President Biden spoke about his continued, quote, unquote, economic success. As a share of earnings this Thanksgiving, dinner was the fourth cheapest ever on record. I want you all to know that. (laughs) Serious question. Who in the White House comm shop thinks that math will convince anybody? Who came up with that statistic and thought it was worth putting in the speech? Maybe it wasn't meant for all of us. Maybe it was meant perhaps for the friends of the White House over at the Washington Post. Over Thanksgiving, they explained the economic issue this way. They blamed the viral $16 McDonald's meal that may explain voter anger at Biden. As some Democrats, in their words, fear social media is exaggerating economic problems. Social media's fault. The White House now, they say, faces a crucial choice on election strategy. Yes, the Washington Post blamed how Americans feel about the economy on TikTok. Specifically, this receipt that was put on TikTok from McDonald's showing a $16 Big Mac. 
For some, the economy is great. That's why the French fashion house Dior just released a skincare line for babies. To be specific, a $230 perfume for babies. We didn't make that up. They're actually selling it. So if you spritz your three-month-old with Dior perfume, you probably agree with President Biden that he's growing the economy from the bottom up and the middle out. With that in mind, it's easy to understand why so many Americans feel left behind and worse. The richest 1% can buy French baby perfume, while the rest of us can't afford diapers. This didn't work out well for the rich in France or in Russia. In fact, it didn't work out for the middle class in France or Russia. It's the working class in America getting left behind by both parties. According to WalletHub, 34% of families plan to skip gift-giving this season. 34% of kids won't have gifts under the tree. 34% of parents will have to explain that to their kids. 34% of parents won't give each other gifts, probably more than 34%, so their kids can have presents. That makes people angry. That humiliates people. That's a different feeling than all of us are used to in America. When other babies get $230 perfume, suddenly the American economy feels very unfair. The American dream was built on fairness. And now we have the Washington Post tell us that if we complain about $16 McDonald's meals, it's our fault. Bachunger Sargon's deputy opinion editor for Newsweek. She spent the year interviewing working class voters. Has a book coming out about the subject and joins us now. It's good to see you. Um, I get a feeling now we've sort of passed the Rubicon, Bacha, that this is not really a Democrat or Republican divide in America. It's a class divide. And that's different than anything we've ever had. Um, thank you so much for having me on the fairest show on television, Leland. This is completely accurate, as your audience well knows. Um, it's an honor to be with you. And you, of course, hit the nail on the head as usual. Um, it used to be that the largest portion of GDP in this country was in the middle class. And what happened over the last few decades was the shrinking of the middle class. But here's the thing, Leland. Not everybody moved down, moved into the lower classes from the middle class. A sizable portion moved up to the upward middle class. So what you have is this top 20% who has more than 50% of the GDP. And I think that's where this feeling of unfairness comes from. You know, it's one thing when you have most of a society in the middle and then you have a bunch of billionaires at the top and a few poor people at the bottom. What we have now is this rentier class at the top 10%, the top 20% who are in these jobs like journalism, like working in government, and all of the jobs that matter are represented in this over-credentialed elite who sneer at the working class while relying on their labor, and that working class makes less and less and less every year. And unfairness is so the right word. We have broken the social contract with the working class in this country. You mentioned unfairness. Unfairness breeds resentment. People used to not resent the rich in America because it it seemed fair. If Sam Walton could build Walmart, uh, my kid has a chance to get ahead and do great things. I'm wondering, as you've talked to people, uh, how they feel and what they say they're going to do about it. 
honestly, they still are not very resentful. You know, you have this top 20% who is super resentful about the billionaire class, right? They're always railing against the billionaires and the 1%. The working class is not resentful. What they feel is left behind. And they feel very devastated that their children are not going to have a better shot at the American dream than they do. And they do not have a fair shot at the American dream. I wouldn't say it's resentment. But you know what bothers me a lot, Leland, is when people talk about somebody like Donald Trump. Trump, who truly did address these people's issues, both psychologically and economically, and say that he was appealing to grievance culture. Guess what? They have really legitimate grievances. Yeah, no, they, they, there is very legitimate grievances. Put this together with us, right? There is a progressive class in America. You would call them the, the, the elite um, um, credentialed class in America. Um, they say that their policies are what will help the middle class and the working class. Um, and yet the working class seems to not believe them. And I'm wondering how that is going to end, because it is the working class in America. It was the working class in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, in Wisconsin, that in 2016 betrayed Democratic values and the Democratic talking points and voted for Donald Trump, flipped in 2020, is that where the, the voting base is right now to flip again? It's really interesting because progressives um, have this mindset of they are the, the coalition in the Democratic Party right now is made up of super credentialed progressives who are part of the elites and the very poor. And all of their uh, proposals are designed for one or the other of those, which, of course, leaves out. 70% of Americans who are working class or middle class who don't want handouts. What they want is for their labor to be fairly rewarded and compensated. Um, so we see that the Democrats don't offer them that at all. The Republicans, of course, mm. are obsessed with tax cuts. The entire Republican donor class only cares about tax cuts. So it was that status quo that Donald Trump truly disrupted. It's very hard to see how he doesn't benefit from this. The economy is so terrible, and the Democrats are in such denial about it, like you pointed out. Yeah. Bajja, we're looking forward to the book. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate the perspective. It's an important, it's an important one we, we need to talk about. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hamas did not release a single American today. The terrorist group released the last batch in the first 50 they agreed to swap. The group holds two American women who were supposed to come out during the original truce. They hold another eight or so Americans. Remember, this is a truce and deal that President Biden personally pushed and applauded. Yet it didn't even include proof of life, much less the release of all American hostages, much less the release of all American women. Kelly Meyer asked the White House about that today. Hi, Kelly. Hey there, Leland. Well, as you said, the White House has been touting the president's personal involvement in getting this hostage deal across the finish line. But still, there are questions around why these Americans being held hostage aren't home tonight. We know at least eight to nine Americans are unaccounted for and waiting for their names to be added to that list, including those two American women. We pressed the White House on if they were going to be included on this list today. They were not, as we know, and they have no clear indication on when they may be. They just responded to us, a U.S. official telling us that the order the hostages are released is heavily dependent, they say, on how easy or difficult it is for Hamas to release and transfer those hostages to the Red Cross. It also is dependent on 
where in Gaza they are being held. So seeming to say that it may be easier to transfer some of these Israeli hostages over than it is to get these American hostages out and back to U.S. soil. Leland. Hmm. Fascinating. Kelly Meyer, thank you very much. Tracy Walders with us, former staff operations officer, CIA's counterterrorism unit in the Middle East, former FBI special agent uh, as well. I don't know about you, Tracy. When I read that uh, email from Kelly Meyer about the White House's explanation of of how difficult it was for Hamas to move hostages, uh, mind you, during a ceasefire uh, in in Gaza, it almost sounded like an explanation Hamas would give, not the White House would give. Well, thank you so much for having me, Leland. And I also want to really commend you on your reporting on Israel. It's it's been amazing, and I, it's a pleasure to be on. It's a good. It's I a great team really, to have here. Thank you. Well, and I think really with the hostage situation, one of the things that we really did learn today that I don't think is getting enough media coverage is that Hamas is handing off some of these hostages to other terrorist groups um, within Gaza. And we learned that with the Bibas family and that 10-month-old baby Kafir. Um, and we know that they have been handed off. And so what that tells me is that some of these American hostages may actually have been handed off to other terrorist groups. And I'm wondering if Hamas doesn't even necessarily know where they are. And that's very disturbing because part of this deal that Biden negotiated along with the Qataris really should have included the safety of these hostages and knowing where they were. Yeah, there was a thought initially that it included proof of life for all of the hostages. Um, We understand the CIA director right now is in Qatar uh, trying to negotiate a longer truce, whether or not that includes uh, the return of the Americans. Who knows? They didn't get it um, the first time. This, at least according to John Kirby, is how uh, they're viewing Hamas right now. Uh, and how they hope Hamas uh, will, in their words, do the right thing. Take a listen. We're hoping that they'll do the right thing here, identify additional hostages, and help get them released. I, I, I keep coming back to this, that our policy is we hope Hamas does the right thing. Honestly, Leland, I don't really have words um, for what you just said. You, you and me I've both. Never- I don't think I've ever thought of a terrorist group, and I've talked to many terrorists doing the right thing. That's not what we associate with a terrorist group. We are not negotiating with a recognized governmental entity. These are bloodthirsty terrorists, and we are expecting them to negotiate in the same ways that we negotiate. And that's just not the case. And this line of misthinking, quite frankly, might get American hostages killed. And I'm very, very concerned. Yeah, I think if you were the families of those hostages, um, you would not really uh, have a lot of confidence tonight, especially after this first deal and not seeing any Americans come home. Something struck us when we watched the videos that were put out by Hamas of Hamas handing over. uh, These were the Israeli hostages to the Red Cross, then to be taken out of Gaza and into Egypt and then on to Israel. You've done these hostage exchanges. You've been through this. What struck me was how unafraid the Hamas gunmen seemed uh, in this event. They, they showed absolutely sort of no signs. There's a huge amount, a number of civilians out there. They've invited, I guess, the press out because they put out um, these videotapes. They don't seem to be hiding. They don't seem to be worried about Israeli surveillance tracking them back. How in a place so small, the Gaza Strip, do they feel that they can act with such impunity? 
You know, I think that that's a great question, Leland. And I thought about that. And I thought about, you know, when we were exchanging hostages in Afghanistan in the very early days of the war, when that was going on, these things were done under the cover of darkness, not a lot of people, no one knew about what was going on. And so there was a little bit more sort of secrecy um, around those. The fact that these are occurring with the press, you know, and everyone invited to these things is very surprising to me. And I do think right now that Hamas thinks they have the world sort of over a barrel, if you will, and they feel that they can really operate with this impunity and do truly whatever they want because they know that Gaza, excuse me, that Israel wants their hostages back, that America wants their hostages back alive. And so I really think that they feel, whether it's true or not, that they sort of have the world over a barrel right now. And it's, yeah. it's quite offensive. Well, and, and so far, really, there's been no penalty for Hamas leadership, either in, in Qatar, in Iran with their supporters. So they, they have good reason to think that way. Tracy, um, thank you very much. We appreciate uh, your expertise insight as well. We'll talk soon. Uh, Tracy was talking about part of our coverage. We appreciate the kind words. Warnotes.com, that is our newsletter that goes out every morning. It gives you a free look at the show. Go to warnotes.com and subscribe for free. The notes started as our internal email discussion. Tracy was actually a part of it um, from the very beginning in our discussion about the most important events of the day. It's literally how we put the show together every day. You get to be a part of it. You can respond to the email with your thoughts or join us on social media at Leland Vittard on Instagram or Twitter. We actually got a great response today. We'll read a little bit later with George Will. That's warnotes.com and subscribe for free. Next, the big mo, momentum. Can Nikki Haley ride the wave through New Hampshire? Why Republicans say she might be their only chance to beat Trump, putting millions upon millions behind her. If there isn't even a chance, as we look at Nikki Haley live, sounds like, looks a little bit like New Hampshire. We'll check in on her in a minute. And I can guarantee you, this tease was not written by an AI program. If it was, it might have been better. I can also guarantee you, not every news organization can say that, how AI is fooling Americans and further eroding our trust in all of us. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Talk about a hero's welcome, along with the governor of that state, former President Trump, walked out onto the field at the University of South Carolina Clemson game for the ceremonial coin toss. Speaking of South Carolina, the state's favorite daughter, Nikki Haley, is on the stump right now in New Hampshire. When you watch next week's Republican debate, keep a close eye on Haley. She is having a moment, a real moment. And it's coming about the right time. She's going to surge in Iowa and New Hampshire. Today, a massive Republican super PAC promised to spend millions helping her. Her lead over the not-Trump field in New Hampshire continues to widen. Emphasis, the not-Trump field. So far, nobody's ever been able to cut in 
to Donald Trump's formidable lead. They're sort of trading the not Trump voters amongst themselves. The super PAC, backed by billionaire Charles Koch, writes, AFP Action is proud to throw our full support behind Nikki Haley, who offers America the opportunity to turn the page on the current political era to win the Republican primary and defeat Joe Biden next November. With us now, News Nation senior political contributor, George Will. Uh, we have seen people have their moments. Is this the moment and the right time for Nikki Haley to be the one to go one-on-one with Trump? Yes, but not quite yet in the following sense. What she wants is for DeSantis's decline to continue steadily. And remember, it began as soon as the Florida legislature went out of session and he went out on the road, he began to decline. But she doesn't want him to implode. If he were to implode tomorrow, a lot of his voters would go to Donald Trump. That's not what she wants at this point. We see right now this, this moment now all sort of focusing on South Carolina. We saw the response and the reception that Donald Trump got at the uh, University of South Carolina versus a team whose name I will not mention in honor of your wife. Uh, And we will now play what Nikki Haley has said about South Carolina. So going into Iowa, we're going to see three to four people fight for Iowa. A couple people are going to drop, and then we're going to go into New Hampshire. And then we're going to fight for Granite Staters. Then more people are going to drop, and then I go head-to-head with Trump in my home state of South Carolina, and we take it. South Carolina is what gave Donald Trump the push in 2016 and cleared the field. Why would she think she would have a chance there now? Because she thinks she's going to do very well in Iowa and could conceivably win New Hampshire. We don't know if or when the four-term very popular governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu, probably the most popular governor in America, is going to spend political capital by endorsing her. But assuming he does, uh, he has indicated that if he, he endorses someone, he'll do it weeks in advance of the Iowa caucuses, and he will work hard. It won't be a one-day news story. So we'll see. Conceivably, if Trump's percentage in New Hampshire has a three before it, say 37, and she has a two before it, say 27. If they're 10 points apart, that's a, that's a real horse race in South Carolina. All right. So we're seeing perhaps a split in South Carolina. I think it was you and I maybe who talked a year ago who said South Carolina is the most important political state right now in the country, both for the Republicans and for the Democrats for different reasons. The first Republican mayor since Reconstruction was just elected in Charleston, South Carolina. A liberal turning conservative city because of the influx of uh, northerners who are coming down and, and fleeing blue states on and on and on. He has endorsed Nikki Haley. Henry McMaster, the governor of South Carolina, who we saw there with Donald Trump out on the field uh, when Trump got a, a wild uh, reception and cheering and the like. Um, is that the split that we are seeing now um, in, this, in the Republican Party? I think so. And, and we've yet to see the native kind of chauvinism of South Carolina kick in, which it might do with the native daughter, uh, Nikki Haley. But you know, clearly, if the election were today, Donald Trump would carry South Carolina. Well, if, if the election were held today, Donald Trump would carry the, the nomination in news, a walk. News alert. It's not today. 
And there's an enormous amount that's going to happen, beginning with your debate next week. Beginning with the debate next week. And look, it's, it's important to realize that oftentimes who's ahead in, in November, December is not who ends up winning the nomination. Since 2004, there's remember, been surprises. Remember, Biden finished fifth in New Hampshire in 2020. He won South Carolina and because of that was nominated. Good to see you, George, as always. You. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, George mentioned the debate. News Nation's your home for the next Republican primary debate. Sirius XM's Megyn Kelly, News Nation's Elizabeth Vargas, will moderate the two-hour event in partnership with the Washington Free Beacon happening at the University of Alabama one week from tomorrow. You see Eliana Johnson there moderating it as well. The debate starts at 8 Eastern. Sports Illustrated allegedly used artificial intelligence to write articles and created fake bios and headshots of journalists to cover it up. And yesterday, Deadspin published an article showing a kid at the Kansas City Chiefs game in, quote, blackface to prove there is racism in the NFL. You'll note the journalists at Deadspin couldn't spell blackface correctly, the thing they are so angry about. From the article, the NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface native headdress. They're doubling up on the racism. Are you going to say anything, Roger Goodell? Turns out they didn't see or didn't want to see the other half of the kid's face, which was painted red for the color of the Kansas City Chiefs. To borrow a phrase, fake news times two. Colby Hall is here, founding editor of Mediate, the premier website for news about the news. Look, Colby, at some level when it comes, especially the Sports Illustrated thing, it's kind of funny, especially because it's sports news, so who really cares? But at, at a level here, right, for all journalists who sit there and complain about lack of trust in the news, well, duh. <laughs> right. Well, let me just quick rejoinder. Kudos to the journalists at Futurism who caught this, right? We wouldn't know about it. And there's probably lots of other AI-generated articles out there that that, uh, haven't been discovered. But Sports Illustrated were caught with their pants down. And this is the sort of stuff that really, you know, sort of is uh, deteriorates, you know, already waning trust in the media. I thought it was creepy. And I also think it's kind of sad because of this private equity firm that bought this August brand, Sports Illustrated, so desperate for revenue that they would pull this stunt. It's it just shows it's a, it's a sad time. Yeah, it is a sad time. And as I said about sports journalism, who really cares? I feel like there would be probably uh, something to be said for AI generated models in the next Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. Um, <laughs> there they already exist on Instagram. But it, it got me feeling. It got me thinking, really, Colby, about how for really important times like a war breaking out in the Middle East. Journalism and moral clarity is really important. Um, and 100%. then we had, the, and you and I have talked about this, I uh, wanted to play you this soundbite from CBS This Morning talking about terrorists. These are people who have tried to kill Israelis uh, and committed violent acts being let out in a prisoner exchange uh, in, in ho- for hostages that are babies. And this is how CBS covered it. Take a listen. Israel says the minors it's releasing as part of the truce are terrorists. The Palestinian leaders say they're just children held for what other countries would regard as civil disobedience offenses like attending protests. I, I don't get it. I mean, There's a number of these. They're on videotape stabbing people. They're on videotape blowing, trying to blow themselves up. I don't get it. This this weird sort of moral equivalency of the three Palestinians that were held in prison by Israel 
following the October 7th attacks, those atrocities, with innocent children uh, and mothers and grandparents uh, that were held hostage by by Hamas. Like, the idea that you could equate those two as there's some sort of both sides that are equal is flatly absurd. We see it on um, far-left outlets, and SNBC is basically arguing that, um, you know, sort of the Hamas doesn't want to keep hostages forever. Well, of course not. That's the whole point of hostages is use them as negotiation. If you keep them forever, they're useless. So there is a real lack of moral clarity, especially with Israel-Hamas war right now and how it's being covered. Yeah, no, but I think think about the the release of the – you made the point about MSNBC that their viewers just don't want to hear about the bad things Palestinians have done because they're going to turn off. So MSNBC's made a a business decision. I get it. It's cable news. Uh, MSNBC's far left. That's just who they are. But CBS, I mean, Walter Cronkite would be turning over in his grave right now. He would be. And, you know, it just shows how far we've gone from acceptable sort of traditional standards of journalism, where it's facts first. People don't want that. They want analysis or opinion that serves as comfort food. And thankfully, News Nation doesn't abide by that. News Nation plays it straight. And you never know what you're going to get on News Nation for good reason. (laughs) But the fact that CBS and August Brand would go so far in this way is... It's it's not it's not a high mark for them. No, I mean I, I think about what those those quote unquote you know innocent teenagers uh, did. It was not civil disobedience. Um, stabbing it's people absurd. is not. And yeah, yeah, yeah you could yeah. All right, uh, Colby, it's good to see you as always. Thank you. Coming up Thanks next, me, Hunter Biden changes his tune. Now he's going to appear before Congress and answers questions about his and I'm quoting here business dealings. Republicans politely declined. Why? Plus, mugshot wrapping paper. President Trump's continued embrace of his criminal cases keeps working politically. Can he successfully play the victim forever? First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. For a $47 contribution to President Trump's campaign... You can wrap your Christmas presents in his mugshot. We're serious. We didn't make this up. We'll now show you the wrapping paper. Team Trump will send you mugshot wrapping paper. They call it never surrender wrapping paper, which is interesting because, of course, Trump surrendered to cops in Georgia for his mugshot. Perhaps never surrender in the greater sense of continuing to fight. Quote, the wrapping paper is covered in black and white images of Trump's viral mugshot made perfect for the festive season by the addition of Santa hats. 27 days until Christmas, 342 days until election 2024. Trump views his criminal cases as politically helpful, or at least he can spin them that way. And there's something to be said for that. Because each time he gets indicted, his poll numbers go up and he keeps doing better with African-American voters. You might remember we predicted that in an interview with Craig Scott, a bank robber, who credits Trump's 2019 First Step Act for his release. It's just the fact that he's being pursued and 
quite frankly, persecuted by the criminal, same criminal justice system that many of us have been uh, victimized by. And that makes them relatable. We've now seen the same tactics from Hunter Biden recently. The current president's son wrote an op-ed saying criticisms of him only hurts fellow recovering addicts. He's kind of pulling out a page from the Trump playbook, right? If you're coming after me, Hunter Biden, well, I'm the victim. I'm persecuted. And now Hunter will run another play out of Trump's book. The younger Biden says he will testify before Republican-run House Oversight Committee, but only in public. The House Oversight Committee rejected his offer. Hunter is back from enjoying Thanksgiving with his dad and family on Nantucket. Still can't catch a break. Eagle Eye observers noted that this year's White House photo didn't include stockings for the grandchildren. Last year, the White House got shellacked for not acknowledging the Biden's seventh grandchild. That's the daughter, Hunter, fathered with a former stripper, but refused to support until recently, President Biden refused to acknowledge. Now Hunter wants to fight back. The only testifying public offer came from Abe Lowell, a sharp-elbowed D.C. defense attorney who once represented Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. Joins now, Professor Emeritus of Political Science, University of Chicago, Charles Lipson, who's done extensive reporting on Hunter Biden and the accusations against him and his family. Uh, good to see you, Professor. Thank you. Help us understand this. You've studied the, the Biden family and how they operate. It was, it was for so long, no comment, no comment. The White House wasn't going to comment. And Hunter Biden hid behind his lawyers, which is a perfectly acceptable way to do things. If you're accused of something in America, you don't have to say anything. Why this sudden change, you think? Um, Hunter must have made the uh, strategic choice when he chose Abby Lowell, because Abby Lowell is an in-your-face, let's-fight-back kind of lawyer. And that's what this offer to testify was. It was the opposite of the uh, make them a, uh, an offer they can't refuse from the Godfather, complete with a horse's head in the bed. This is a make them an offer they can only refuse. And, and the offer was he has to testify in public, not in private. Uh, ex- explain why the Republicans had to refuse it. Well, first of all, um, um, the real purpose of any of these investigations in the end has to be for the Republicans and indeed for the country. Nobody cares about Hunter Biden in the end. He's a private citizen. The question is whether or not the president of the United States, in his capacity either as president or as the vice president, which is when most of the money came into the family, whether that was a corrupt operation and whether or not Hunter Biden was an active part of that. And there are three things that we need to know. We need to know um, whether uh, Joseph Biden knew anything about it, whether he did anything to aid that enterprise, and whether he benefited financially from it. And um, the best way to get at that is to have professional lawyers who are investigative lawyers uh, ask those questions to Hunter Biden Uh, or any other witnesses behind closed doors. And that would be an adversarial proceeding. It wouldn't just be that Hunter would have his lawyers there. It would be that the Democrats would have their lawyers there. And so everybody would get to ask their questions. And then it would be perfectly reasonable for Hunter to say, I want to make that transcript completely public. But that's not what he wants to do. And I would expect 
that what he would really want to do if, if, in, if he has to comply is take the Fifth Amendment. And the reason he would not want to testify is that he's got ongoing criminal cases against himself right. and he wouldn't want to disclose anything that might jeopardize those. I know. But that, it, but, it, gives, but when it, gives, you, it gives Democrats a great talking point, right? I mean, you say, hey, look, he, he offered to testify. He's willing to come. He's willing to come and raise his right hand. It, it's a great it's a great political move. Exactly. It, it's kind of the equivalent in football of a, uh, of a screen pass where you let the defensive line run in and then you pass right over them. That's kind of what he's trying to do. He's trying to say, I really, really, really want to testify, uh, but they're not going to let me. But yeah. in fact, before any of these committees, you don't get to name the way you're going to do it. Yeah. They get to name the way you're going to do it. Yeah, I don't know. It, just, it, it felt very Trump-like to me. Kind of, it was a, it was a, in terms of a PR move, it was pretty good. Uh, Professor, it's good to see you. Thank you very much. Coming up next, Christmas tree sticker shock. Anxious Americans face higher prices for almost everything this season. Christmas trees are up 10%. Why it is just so hard to even celebrate Christmas this year. We're losing all our money, and Christmas is around the corner, and I ain't gonna have no money to buy my son the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We need a Christmas tree. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown! Well, now even buying a Christmas tree requires some tough decisions for some families. This morning, my fiance and I took a quick trip to the Christmas tree lot that time of year. It's cold here in D.C. Prices of Christmas trees are up 10%. That's according to the American Christmas Tree Association. There we go. Chris Cuomo is here. Man, you can't get a deal on anything these days. Uh, It's tough. Uh, There are a lot of indexes within the economy that it's just hard for people, especially uh, wage workers, Um, And, you know, Christmas trees are just another thing. I mean, what's the good news? Uh, The good news in that is that a lot of people don't buy uh, those trees uh, for a variety of reasons anymore, right? I think the last time I checked, it was over 80% of trees uh, that people display are artificial. Uh, The main reason is uh, it's more cost-effective over time, and they're not going to burn your house down. But there is a tradition to it, and it is another sign of the times uh, that is going to just show the, you know, the challenges that people are, are going to have all across this country, even on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you got coming up on the show? We were right. OK. Uh, the, is this we, you and me? About UFOs, meaning that. Yes. You, me, oh. News Nation. We were right. OK. UFOs are not a joke to the U.S. government. They're spending a lot of our money figuring out what's flying around, how to get it how to reverse engineer it, okay? They have an entire program committed to this. And it's not just about little green men, hee, 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 you must be on something. The CIA is involved in this. And we have a member of Congress tonight who's going to try to drive to get answers. Look, at the end of the day, 
They should do whatever they need to do, but they can't keep secrets from the American people without explanation, even to leadership. And we're one step closer now to breaking through this transparency wall of false classification of these issues. All right. You're talking about the Daily Mail report. I I can guess perhaps the congressman you're going to have on. It'll always be a good discussion. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Chris. Coming up next. If you can't, if you can't guess, you Mm -hmm. have really gotten off your game. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it's Burchett. Fair enough. The man from Tennessee, the volunteer. Coming up next. What rules? There's no incentive to follow the rules these days. The rise of middle class shoplifting and kids never going to school. So what rules are we going to break next? Have you heard? The Xfinity Mobile Black Friday sale is on now. Through December 5th, new customers can get a free line of unlimited intro mobile for two years with Xfinity Fast Internet. That's over $1,000 in savings. Plus, see how to get up to $800 off an eligible 5G phone. Visit Xfinity.com slash Black Friday sale today. Restrictions apply. Actual internet speeds vary. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced mobile speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage. Data thresholds may vary. Substance use disorder and addiction is so isolating. And so as a black woman in recovery, hope must be loud. It grows louder when you ask for help and you're vulnerable. It is the thread that lets you know that no matter what happens, you will be okay. When we learn the power of hope, recovery is possible. Find out how at startwithhope.com. Brought to you by the National Council for Mental Wellbeing, Shatterproof, and the Ad Council. Want to get out of just about anything and look like an earth-saving hero? Just use the environment excuse. High school reunion? Sorry, can't. Planetary obligations. Unfortunate bridesmaid's dress? Unfortunately, you promised the climate you'd buy more vintage. Chauffeuring teens? The earth really needs them to hoof it. The environment is always the best excuse. Find your out and opt in to cutting carbon. Just visit theenvironmentexcuse.org. Brought to you by WildAid. Where can the skills you learn with Ham Radio take you? Amateur Radio, often called Ham Radio, is the place where today's engineers got their start. Ham Radio is more popular than ever before. With hands-on training in electronics, engineering, and digital communications, modern hams interface computers and radios in entirely new ways. Ham Radio in the 21st century can take you around the world or into a whole new career. Learn more. Go to ARRL.org. Join us. Casino. Social casino fun with real prizes and big Vegas hits. Have you had your high five moment today? Hey there, I'm Bob. Before high five casino, my high fives were more like low threes. But after my high five moment, boom, high fives all around. That's the spirit. High five casino is turning every moment into a high five moment. Visit h5c.fun. That's h the number five c dot fun and start spinning and winning today. High five casino. High five casino is a social casino. Only. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsible. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the News Nation audio stream, available 24-7 on the News Nation app or on your Alexa. Just say, play News Nation. Show me that smile. Show me that smile. Different strokes it takes. Different strokes it takes. Different strokes to move the world. There you have the facts of life. The facts of life. What would we do, baby, without us? Okay, do you sense a theme here? Your favorite sitcoms from the 80s and 90s are all in one place. Rewind TV. Just go to rewindtv.com and check it out. 
Not all people are the same. And yet, when we visit the doctor, our treatments don't look that different. Why is that? Because we just don't have enough information to do it better. By gathering health data from one million people, our country's best researchers will be able to develop treatments that are as unique and complex as we are. With this new information, doctors will have a better understanding of disease so they can innovate the next great breakthroughs in medicine. Learn more at joinallofus.org. Children are the greatest joy and our best hope for a better future. Friends, they are the future. But did you know that millions of kids are facing hunger every day? Food is not just food. It's energy, health, confidence, hope, and even love. Yes, love. Thank you! Learn more about how No Kid Hungry is helping end child hunger in America at helpnokidhungry.org. Pass it on! Here's a short quiz. Who won Best Actress last year? Who won the World Series two years ago? And finally, name your favorite teacher. Pass it on! Now, I'm guessing that the last question was the easiest. Why is that? Because that person made a difference in your life. So, go ahead and make a difference. Because making a difference is in you. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com Predictably, when you don't enforce the rules, people stop following them. Of course, the obvious example is the flash mobs that take over stores and pick them clean with impunity. But now it's not just criminal to gangs. Quote, it's no surprise middle-class shoplifting is on the rise. No one ever checks my bag, writes a columnist for The Guardian newspaper. Chris Hahn is here, host of the Aggressive Progressive podcast. Look, and it's not just, of course, kids, right? adults, right? It's kids, too. Nationwide okay. chronic absenteeism. The percentage of students missing at least 10% of a school year, 15% in 2018. It's doubled post-pandemic yeah. in 2022. Look, okay. If you don't enforce the rules, why is anybody going to follow up? Well, we had a guy who was president who didn't believe the rules applied to him, and he well, was a very bad example. about the current president, too. He okay, was, was a very a, bad example oh, to millions on. of kids across this country. Oh, come on. And he shut come down on. the schools. Oh, oh, just, oh, oh come on. Wait, hold on. You're going to accuse a Republican of shutting down the schools? He, and shut, down the, he shut down okay, America. And you're, and you're going to accuse, and you're going to say that people are shoplifting? Because of Donald no, Trump? No, look, I think the people have been shoplifting forever, right? We just see these flash mobs and we see it more often. We all knew somebody in college who was a shoplifter. Of course you did. Everybody did. Uh, but it's, it, look, there is definitely a more lax feeling of morality in this country when it comes to things like rules. And people are bending them more and breaking them more often. Uh, and, and what that means for the breakdown of society, I don't know. But when you can't rely on the president of the United States to abide by tradition and order, it tends to allow for a laxing of all other things. And it's not just the fact that- but, well, hold on. Fair, fair, fair point, but it's not like Joe Biden has brought back a insistence on people follow the rules. Joe Biden is boring. Joe Biden doesn't go up on television and do a three-hour press conference about why the rules don't apply to him and why everybody's out to get him and everybody should feel bad for him. He's boring. He's not encouraging people to break rules. Donald Trump- encouraged people to break the rules often still does every single day okay so the fact that people are shoplifting is to be blamed on trump encouraging people no. to break the rules and biden biden's justice department not allowing police departments to enforce the rules isn't his fault i, I, I i'm just trying to, I just trump, I, you're the one who brought I, I, trump i don't see the connection of the biden justice department I, I don't see them telling law enforcement not to enforce the rules shoplifting is a local crime it's a state crime 
right? So it's up to cities to enforce those, those rules. I see. And okay, look, what about kids going to school? That's because they listen to yeah, Trump, too? I think... I think uh, so how about, let me ask you this, Chris. Is there any topic that I could have brought up that you would not blame on Donald Trump? I guess because I spent, like, all day working on my Trump impression. I wanted to try to break it out on the air, but I'm not, I'm not that brave. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. yeah sure. it, might, it might happen at dinner later tonight. I'm in the mood to blame Trump for everything. I watched your Nikki Haley segment. I agree. She's got to break some eggs in New Hampshire. And once she does that... Uh, I think she has. Well, you've said you've said Democrats are terrified. I am personally terrified. You think she'll bring back rules? I think that she'll be. It'll be a normal presidential election where on you know the day after your election, everybody will go back to their regular lives and won't be like, oh my god, I can't believe we lost or we won. I think that Nikki Haley versus Gretchen Whitmer, everybody be like. All right, flip a coin. Whoever wins, we'll get the ne- get back, it next time. Bring back boring. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I want to bring back boring. Not on TV. Not, not on TV. No, no never. Never, <laughs> never. When you're here, it. it is never boring. I guess this would be the question: What rules are people going to keep breaking? Right? Like, if, if it's just going to keep going, right? If people are not going to not pay their mortgages, not stick around after car accidents. I think when there when there aren't consequences, people keep breaking rules. I believe in consequences. I, I think you and I had this conversation about our upbringing. We believe in consequences. And when you remove the consequences, it makes it easier for people to break rules. So maybe there needs to be harsher penalties for shoplifting, and there definitely should be harsher penalties for skipping school. In fact, there is. It's called the rest of your life because you're not going to get as far if you keep skipping out in school. That's what I tell my kids. Life advice, and we're covering everything. I have a 17-year-old, and I have an older daughter who's doing well, and, and I've always told them school comes first. Among everything else, you got to do it because the and consequences you, and you are lifelong. Will be, you too will be successful, like Chris Hahn. Moderately. There we successful. go. Good to see you, nice my to friend. See you too. Thank you as always. Tomorrow, the Oakland.